and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. All right, it's the Brad and Brit cast. It's our first biggie for this week. Thank you for joining us. Um, I got a list. Oh, by the way, good news. You know, uh, getting the 13th bagel for the price of 12 has been one of my, uh, it's been one of my campaign slogans now for, for uh, what, coming up on 15, 18 years sure, of running for sure. office. That if, if I'm elected, name the office, it will be a, a law that you have to give the 13th bagel when someone orders 12 because we had a thing many years ago where without going through all the details, I had a bit of a dispute with someone who thought that the 13th bagel would put them out of business and that I was a pig for asking for it. But, but anyway, it happened twice, happened twice, four years apart. Uh, but over the weekend, uh, we were in Asheville because we had a graduation of a child of ours. That's nice. Yeah. Age 33. Uh, child. So master's degree. That's from, nice. That's, that's master's a, that's degree. Not too far from Asheville. Very nice. And we're leaving Asheville on Saturday, and there was a Brugger's Bagel shop. And mm-hmm. You know what? We're on our way home. It doesn't matter that we're, you know, three hours away. Let's just get some. Why not? I walked, in, I walked in there. It was 10 minutes before 2 o'clock. They close at 2. Oh, wow. They're, they're already um, uh, chairs up, <laughs> up on top of the tables. They're cleaning up. And they're still open. And I said, I'd like 12 bagels knowing I'm going to get the 13th. The manager walks in and says, give him six more. Give him 18. Holy shit. I'm going crazy. I'm going, wait, there's more. There's more. I get the 18 and I'm getting, do you want some coffee? We're throwing out the coffee. Look at this. Cups of coffee. Look at this. The wife out in the car. This, that, that, just the best. And then I shared with the, I shared with the manager the the famous thirteenth bagel story available on on YouTube. Yeah, Brad and got the thirteenth bagel. Sure. It's there. It's pretty fun. Um, All right. So the the headline here is uh, Brad Krantz supports big business, tries to rip off the little guy. Oh, good job. Yeah, that's nice. That's it. That's right. <laughs> that's right. No, no, no. It's it, it's it's Jew demands free bagels. There it is. <laughs> that's like a wet dream for some people. i'm ready for your list now sir yeah (laughs) um okay uh what's the deal with baby formula Uh what's my line it's your line for a fee bob beeman wins kentucky derby (laughs) uh 50 ways to hate ted cruz or Trump Jr. Avatar winning in Philippine presidential election. Lord, let me let's do that last one first. The Trump Jr. Avatar in the Philippine election. That's that's too interesting to pass up as a tantalizing appetizer. And this is the scourge. This is the scourge of, of Donald Trump having washed all over the world where there are elections. In, in countries that are at least technically listed under democracy, <laughs> if they're not totally free or even if they had dictatorial kind of pig presidents like the Philippines has had for many, many years. And 
and 30, 35 years ago was the reign of a guy named Ferdinand Marcos, who was just corrupt as shit. He was just corrupt as shit. He had a crazy-ass wife who, of course, is famous for having 8,000 pairs of shoes in her closet. Look it up if you don't know all this. Correct. I think she's still alive. I think you're right. I think I looked this up. Of all the people, of all the people that should be dead, why? You know, again, how is Bob Saget dead and this woman is still alive? Right. So, Ferdinand Marcos has been dead for a while, but he has a son. He has a son. And when the title of the uh, piece, this is Reuters, says Marcos, son of strongman, which I I think that was a Sven Gulli movie a couple weeks ago, son of strongman, (laughs) poised for. Philippines election triumph. So this is the son of Ferdinand Marcos and Imelda Marcos. He's held a bunch of positions in the government already, probably bullying and cheating his way into all kinds of different positions. Governor, congressman, senator. His sister is a senator. And his mother, uh, of course, still alive. Uh, She ended up serving four terms after Ferdinand Marcos was run out of office you know, 30, 35 years ago, and uh, this son is set to win. What do you think his big platform is? The answer is nothing. He has no platform. He, he just says he'll bring the country together. That's good enough. That's is he going to make the, make the Philippines great again? By the way, uh, Mrs. Marcos will be 93 years young on July the 2nd. July yeah. the 2nd there. Yeah, I mean, he's going to win. They got 81% of the vote in, and he's ahead by a two-to-one margin. Here's a, Despite his fall from grace, the Marcos family returned from exile in the 1990s and has since been a powerful force in politics. Now, let's think about this. Britt, this is going to completely cement and justify your continually bringing up and annoying me with Don Jr. one day will because here you go. I mean, 35 years later. Well, I had this discussion... They're, they're, I had this discussion with someone who gave birth to me yesterday as I called her on Mother's Day. And she said, you know, I just think and she's she's thrown in the towel, too, because she hates Donald Trump as well. And she said, I just think maybe it would have been better if he would have been elected so we could just get it out of our system. And I went, no, it's never it's a it's never going to go away. It's the parasite that keeps on multiplying. There's an Ivanka. There's a Don Jr. There's an Eric. And eventually we'll get down to Barron running for president. And then all of a sudden that guy will start reproducing. It's never it's it's never going to be over. It's herpes. It's it's herpes, Brad. Marcos has presented no real policy platform campaigning on a simple but ambiguous message of you ready? You ready? Unity. Yes, I will bring the country together. Anybody that ever campaigned solely on that, you know, is going to be the most divisive hunk of shit to ever roll down the street. (laughs) You, You know that. But wait, there's more. There's more. Who's running alongside him as vice president? It would be the daughter it's the daughter of the guy who's that president now, Duarte, the guy who like pushed people out of helicopters oh, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to keep control. He was buddying up with Trump. He was one of Trump's it's, favorite it's so- dictators. So so think of that. Okay, so Marcos's son, 35 years later, as corrupt, surely, as the old man, now is going to be the president. And uh, alongside him is the, the uh, daughter of yeah. the, uh, the guy who just – I, I don't know whether they're term limited out or whatever, haven't not running, but but doesn't matter. So it's 
you get all these all these people who have ever visited the Philippines. They say it's such a beautiful, amazing country, but they have this fucked up leadership. You know, they have all of this stuff that keeps happening. Of course, I guess some people say the same thing about us, but uh, yeah, they, they, that's not a good situation at all. That's a bad yeah, situation I, all the way around. But, yeah. well, right. Okay. So let's let's. That, that's all we need to say. You can read more about it. Read, you know, it'll, yeah. it'll probably be a little bit covered today, but it's it's just important to realize that like COVID it's going to spread all around the world and already has. And the question is, you know, how we're going to stop this. And, uh, I'm not that smart. Not that good. Okay. Um, what's the deal with baby formula? Yeah. We'll go with that one. Yeah. Let's do that one because that is, uh, the latest outrage. Uh, Apparently there's a baby formula shortage and then there's great inflation, of course, across America. And this is affecting, a lot of people across America, obviously, who have infants. Uh, what what was that message we got from from John the Catholic? He was watching. Yeah, he was watching uh, Fox. He was in a barber shop or something and looked up. You know, they had the TV on. It was on silent. What did they about? Let me quote it exactly. Picking yeah. up lunch at a restaurant in Lexington, they had Fox oh, on the TV and the Chiron read, "Parents outraged at Biden for baby formula shortage." Okay. So I just, he, now Biden is upset that he's not going to be able to kill babies. And now once they actually make it out of the birth canal, he's starving them. That's going to be the Fox, I think, position. All right, and be- before we, we get into the detail, and obviously this has nothing to do with anything Joe Biden did, but no. it's Fox and this is what they do. It's, of course. They, they have, if, if I can uh, uh, come up with the most hackneyed, tired way of terming this, they have uh, BDS. That's not uh, boycott. It's not boycott, and uh, uh, you know the, that that's the movement against uh, Israel by the Palestinian. The, the, what is it? Uh, it's boycott. Um, what are the th- what's the D stand for? I don't know. You're not supposed to buy their shit. And, and de- no, I no. I, I had it written. I can never remember. It. Yeah. Um, which a more prepared person who was getting paid to be on the radio would have been prepared. <laughs> Allegedly. Not, so I don't. So. Uh, everybody knows what it means. Yes. Uh, but uh, um, uh, Biden derangement syndrome, right? BDS. Correct. Okay. Uh, so everything that happens in the country that's wrong is, is Biden's fault. Uh, so here's the story. Here's the real story as to why, you know, this is the this is this year's toilet paper. Okay. Right. Uh, of course, it has nothing to do specifically with with any policy by the government. We had a whistleblower uh, make a complaint several months ago, many months ago, about bad conditions at uh, one of the main plants that makes baby formula. I think it was Abbott Labs. And so they've had to withdraw zillions of, of uh, containers of it. So that starts the shortage. And then you have all the usual supply chain problems with this product, like there are some other products. You go into a store now that there are... It's like there's missing teeth in somebody's mouth every once in a while. So uh, the FDA recalled three brands, three brands back in February, potential bacterial infections, salmonella, including the most famous one that everybody knows, even if they don't have kids, Similac. You've seen it forever, forever. right? Seen it forever. That's It's the biggest one, most famous one. And what I'm surprised is that Fox and the rest of them haven't gone to the next level on this. It's not just blaming Biden for the shortage. 
it's blaming the fact that formula even exists mm-hmm. because back when the constitution was written there was no such thing as baby formula there's no formula there? there's no formula, no formula. You either you either breastfed your kid, right, or you fed them twigs ground up in water, right? Let me you let have, me ask you, you let me ask you something. Is formula deeply rooted in American history? Because I don't believe it is. I don't think no, it it's not, Britt. If you can find one reference to it in the Federalist Papers, I will buy you a pizza. Okay, so it's not mentioned. So here's the point: Why not? And I'm, I'm not writing a talking point for the Republicans, which means I am. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of a Greg Gutfeld, smart ass, dumb shit, fuck face, stupid thing that that he'll try to get a laugh with. It's not really very funny. You know, the reason formula is such a big deal, uh, certainly now compared to, say, 100 years ago, is because women work and not every woman can breastfeed. It's it's difficult and it's a great product and about every three years i'd say more frequently than that you might have a new study it's almost like is coffee good for you or bad for you there's always a new study right always is one drink a day okay three with baby for is it okay to do formula or should you breastfeed is your child being deprived if you don't breastfeed don't breastfeed children do better in school aren't they all the phds and the what Back and forth, back and forth. So I'm surprised that the right wing, the anti-abortion wackos, haven't said this is the greatest thing ever in American history, a shortage of baby formula. Maybe these so-called women, who really aren't women because they don't use the two boobs that God gave them to feed their children like God intended, maybe this will get them on the straight and narrow. So this is the breastfeeding flip side of forcing women to have children and not allowing abortions yeah allow right? me to be allow me to be even more vile than you because little little rushing to little rushing to go over well last week let me allow me to be more vile than you hey maybe some of these lips will now get a sex change operations so some of the daddies can titty feed the babies how about that snurdly throw it in put it on put uh, put it on the pile God put it on the pile the uh, the spokesperson for abbott labs says the recall affected only batches of formulas, but it's uh, all the, the uh, other things that are um, out there. But it, it's, it's pretty distressing. It's pretty distressing. You just depend on being... And, and there is a great piece over the weekend. I don't even have it in front of me anymore. It's uh, one of the New York Times uh, op-ed pieces by someone who makes the case, not just with baby formula, but right now, part of the stress in this country is... And it doesn't matter. Pick your subject. Pick your product. We've been used to it's always there. Yeah. It's never a problem. Yeah. You, you want to buy something. It's always available. Well, that has ended for now. And so that just adds to uh, people's anxiety. And naturally, we have to point fingers. We need to, we need to blame someone. So right now, of course... Uh, to individualize it, you pick the president and you actually have suspended all of your intelligence and good judgment. And you may think for one second that one president can whip inflation, change the economy, lower prices on, on enough things to make things meaningful, that 
uh, a rise in, in interest rates is going to, in the short term, change the way you buy things or what is going to be. It doesn't work that way. We've, this isn't just a, uh, uh, a, a, a giant naval ship that's 8,000 feet long that has trouble turning. It's slower than that. That's how the economy works until suddenly sometimes things kick in. But this is not going to change for a long time. And you know, financial markets are, are nervous. Investors are nervous. Everybody's nervous. And mm-hmm. it's because we can't get enough shit. We just can't get enough shit right now. It's hard. Well, it's difficult. Dem- demand is very, very high. By the way, this is the uh, story from Fox. Pediatricians plead to parents, do not make your own baby formula. Mm. Now, you shouldn't take uh, uh, you know, a vaccine, and you should take ivermectin, but we don't want you people going out there and freelancing formula. You should... De- <laughs> I do. I wish. I do wish Trump. Well, no, well, no you're, you're. You're. I think you're. You're missing the analogy. They don't want you to make your own ivermectin. <laughs> or they don't want. They, they, they want you to take the real horse. The real horse shit. Uh, yeah. Medicine. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and the if you're gonna do some kind of bleach solution. Yeah. Uh, don't don't mix it yourself. I think that's that's even a dumber. <laughs> that's even a dumber idea. Maybe but, go for the. No, uh... I, I, I can't. I don't even tell you. I don't even know what's in baby form. I assume it's. It's, a, it's the kind of thing Soy that you don't try millet. to do yourself. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, don't. don't hey, I just did. I just took this quiz on the New York Times to figure out my personal inflation rate. It's ten point six percent. That's my personal inflation rate based on a, a number of factors: buying a car within the last year and shit like that. Whether oh, you're paying for school. I, I, have you? You and I both have bought cars. Yeah. In the in the last well, I bought mine in August last December August. for me. Yeah. All right. Have you gotten your new thing where you you know where you got to pay the uh yeah the uh god i've got it sitting right here the registration the property tax the registration right it's the uh, registration there it is yeah um you know i had old cars for a long time i really 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 old cars so right they base what they tag you for in the county we're in on the assessed value of your car so suddenly my uh, $125 yearly tab for my, my tax on my car, it's now $570 because I bought a brand new car that's worth uh, a lot more than one I trade. I'm not going to complain about it. That's that's, what it is what it is. I mean, that's how it, it is. is what it is. It is right, what it exactly. is. But it, that, that's quite a tax. That's mm-hmm. quite a tax. Um, it's not. It's not easy. It's not easy. Um, but I mean, again, you're you're a guy who yeah. supports like I don't know it, hiring teachers and like uh, police officers and people like that. So you know you pay well, your taxes. It, I have to look at it off the top of my head. That's about a one and a half percent tax on yeah. the value of the car. That's yeah. about it. Five hundred dollars. It's something like that. Um, when you get that no, sucker inspected, it's not quite that high. It's not quite. When you get that, that sucker high. inspected, look at the little. They broke down the fees on it as to what it goes to. Oh, I see. Very, it. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's very but interesting. I think because it's got nothing to do with much of anything. But depending on where you live, they tack on certain stuff from the firefighters yeah. and stuff, and it's yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. All right, but but the but the, the 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 broad point we started at the beginning of this little thing is. No, Joe Biden didn't raise the price of baby formula. No, there are no policies that Joe Biden and the Democrat uh, enacted that have caused a baby formula shortage. But nothing matters. No facts mean anything. 
everything means nothing. Nothing means everything. And so if you're the guy in charge of the country, everything is your fault. And the Democrats damn well better get their shit together yeah. on things like this because Good this luck. is just, just add it, add it to the you know mothers, mothers for 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 for, for a cheaper baby formula. You know the, the, the Republicans will form a group. I just want to see the uh, I want to see the asshole that goes putting the stickers in the store with the empty formula shows that I did that uh, with Biden pointing at. I want to see the asshole doing that. Yeah, they're like the ones that they stick on the gas pump. Yep. I haven't actually seen those personally. I, I don't know. It. I feel kind of I feel kind of cheated because I feel like I live in an area where there's a lot of like Trump loving assholes, but I can't believe that they haven't done that just out of spite or because they don't have anything better to do. I'm, I'm, I feel a little cheated by that whole situation, unfortunately. Mm, 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 mm. All right. Um, uh, what's my line? It's your line for a fee. Uh, Bob Beeman wins Kentucky Derby. 50 ways to hate Ted Cruz. Uh, I'm always up. And, uh, oh, now, by the way, I can go with this. Just incredibly stupid story from your neck of the uh, woods, as Al Roker says. Oh, yeah. Do the, uh, yeah, do the story from Hendersonville. I want to hear uh, the Hendersonville story. Uh, the DA in Henderson County, North Carolina, which is, what is that, southwest of Asheville, that, that western North Carolina? Yeah, that's pretty much. Right? It's very, if, you, if you know where the Asheville airport is, it kind of borders that county yeah, right there. Not, says the shooting death of a woman who was mistaken for a panther was a tragic accident. No charges are going to be filed. Here's the story. The DA's name is Andrew Murray. He wrote that Rachel Buchanan, age 19, her boyfriend and another couple, four people, were at a home outside Hendersonville in October. The two men left on foot to retrieve a phone charger that someone had dropped outside, I guess. Both were armed because of word that a black panther was prowling in the woods mm -hmm. and had been sighted. An animal black panther. Oh, not, sorry. Yeah. Not a two-legged black panther? Right. Yeah. Buchanan and the other woman decided to play a prank on the two men and throw rotten eggs at them as they returned. The women began laughing, and the men mistook the noise for a panther growling, according to the DA. The two men opened fire with a 12-gauge shotgun and a 9-millimeter pistol. Ms. Buchanan was hit in the head and the chest and died, according to the district attorney, who says that no laws were violated, adding that the case is closed. Now, um... I have no idea what a panther sounds like. I would think that you kind of have to get that part out of the way. If you're going to say no charges, how could you possibly mistake? Mm -hmm. person how could you panther? possibly mistake laughing? No matter how someone laughs for the sound of a panther and then shoot at it, kill it. I mean, you have, don't you have some kind of responsibility to not shoot first and ask questions later that when you hear like a sound? A, yeah. At, at your like own house. Don't you think so? I would think but, that there would be a, some sort of civil suit that might be forthcoming to charge this person with the responsibility for the death, it would seem. If there's no criminal penalty. I, well, I, I notice I, I, I don't see you apologizing because don't you think that you need to apologize? You are from that area. On behalf of Western North Carolinians? No. I, I, there you go. Please do it. 
I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to no, do that. Okay. Yeah. Double, you're going to double down. Okay, Putin. Hendersonville many years ago uh, was named the most conservative city in North Carolina a long, long time ago. Wow. There was some sort of stupid poll. Um, and we're are, we're just not going to talk about Madison Cawthorn humping his friend's face in bed. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> I love look uh you know it's the old just add it to the list the the real the real question is is he going to get primaried here is he going to lose and you'll never hear from him again i hope but that's not how it works when someone like him loses you know he let's see he'll be getting a podcast (laughs) all kinds of things so he the guy's got to make a living somehow so <laughs> the story that's been making its way around is that uh, Trump, according to various sources, is, quote, unquote, weirded out by the, the uh, scandals that are surrounding Madison Cawthorn, which, of course, Madison Cawthorn. This is a very novel approach. And I want you to hang on to this. He's blaming the media. Uh, Representative Cawthorn is. Yeah. They, it, the headline that I cut off, it says uh, Trump is weirded out by Madison Cawthorn's antics. That is the uh, report. And from then, by the way, the as, as you know. Who better to judge the propriety, yeah, the appropriateness, and the effect on the electorate of doing stupid, weird, inexcusable, beyond the pale, how could you even think of allowing this person to hold public office shit than Donald Trump? Who would be a better judge of that? In fact, you know, they should give him a people's court kind of show, Trump. They give Trump should. a show. <laughs> and every every aberrant politician wrong. who does something you're guilty off the grid. wrong yeah. guilty yeah. get out of here you're way, stupid speaking of that you you know uh, do you remember Ed Koch doing do. the people's court for for a couple years I do I, I don't know if you read the uh, the big long I piece I read I read some of it I've not read all of it I think it's pretty fascinating right. yeah it, but oh yeah yeah liberals you're outing your own now how dare no that's not outing true. your own. <laughs> It's a uh, yeah. It's a uh, kind of how he had to. He felt like he had to keep himself as a closet homosexual his entire life and never really fulfilled himself uh, romantically uh, up until his death. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad. I mean, it's very. It's a very kind of heartbreaking oh, story. Yeah, obviously, a lonely guy, um, but a very successful politician. Yeah. You know, three to- three times elected to uh, mayor of New York. And I guess by beating Mario Cuomo there it is. in his first race for mayor, Mario Cuomo then ran for governor and, and became the uh, governor. Um, so it's uh, so Koch has been dead for what, about 10 years or so? Mm-hmm. He's been dead for, for a while. Um, and my question for the Times is, why did you wait all this time? Oh, um, what? OK, I mean, I, I get the fact that they didn't do a big investigative piece on Ed Koch's personal life while he was no. the mayor. I get it. I get it. Um, but the reason that they give now that they're doing is because that everyone who might be able to be a firsthand witness is getting really old and they wanted Correct. to talk to these people before they Correct. all died off. Well. But why not? Why, why not five years ago? Why not closer to the time where people 
knew who the fuck Ed Koch was maybe around mm-hmm. the country because his name is really not that familiar to, to, to people, certainly of a certain age and under. I don't know who he is. And, and considering um, the culture wars right now, it's a, it's a really interesting story. It's, it's, the- it's, it's a curious story. It's a, it's a story of another time. Mm-hmm. But it's a story of today. And you know what they didn't put in there? You know, obviously, you know, when AIDS was was just going full blast, right. Koch was the mayor of New York. Right. And by all measures, he did an okay, a good enough job. And had Ed Koch been um, fake anti-gay. Correct. And then we find that that would be different. But he was not that way. He helped pass some of the original legislation outlawing discrimination in the city of New York against people for the fact that they're gay. They couldn't be fired from their job. He did those, those kinds of, of things. But um, now last week, and he has the Queensboro bridge named after him. Queensboro bridge connects Queens and Manhattan. It's a really old Mm. bridge. My recollection, every time you go there, they're doing construction on it. So it's a really old one. So he has that one named after him, and they already want that name taken down. The lefties, the liberals, the the the, the radical, the AOCs of the world. They want his name taken off that bridge because he didn't do enough. Oh. And, of course, he, and I, I have to tell you. It's pretty silly. This is, you know, we're, we're, you, I'm gonna, we're going to sound like James Carville here. Yeah. This shit is going to get Democrats beaten. It does. It's going to get them beaten across the board. It does. Okay? Because I'm sorry. Ed Koch, in the, the, lo- the long line of mayors in New York, is, is pretty much near the top. He was, cons- he was, was a very good, good. man. And, and it crossed party lines and among, you know, it across is. socioeconomic lines. He was a very, very popular mayor. And, and if uh, you're going to go after him, you're gonna, if you're going to yank his name off of a bridge, uh, here, you know. Uh, it's silly. One of the, I, I think it's interesting that your criticism is that they should have done this sooner because they kind of try to insulate themselves from. I think there are some people who are like, why are you dredging this, this stuff up? Why is it important? And they go into a rather lengthy explanation of why they did the story, which makes complete sense. And, and your criticism was, well, why, why didn't you do this five years ago or six years ago or eight years ago? I mean, which I think is, it's fair and it's, but it's, I mean, it's, and- it's very good. Right. I mean, this it, this isn't fifty years after Cotton's exactly. dead. Exactly. And, and no one is alive who even remembers him. It's not one of those. Uh, it's not like the Tulsa massacre from you know, 1920. Yeah. Correct. Correct. That we're, we're only learning facts now. It's not that. Um, but I just, uh, I just find it, uh, you know, curious. And I'm, I'm interested that you know, no other. You know, New York Times is not the only news organization in the city of New York or across the country no. that could have done this. They aren't no. the only ones. Um, so it's, uh... I think it's, it's very telling. There's a number of people that were on his staff who refuse even now to talk about it. They're so loyal and faithful to him that they don't even feel comfortable now that he's dead talking about this, even though it's acknowledged. And there's several people who have talked about it. They, they're, they're so loyal to him and he was so good to them that they feel like it's a betrayal of him by talking about it, even though now he's gone. I think that's well, very I got it. I mean, I mean, the simple reason you can accept this or you don't have to accept it. The reason he never, ever wanted to come out is because he thought that it would damage him 
politically. Correct. Even in New York City, even the most liberal place you can think of outside of maybe Northern California, San Francisco, New York, tolerant, but still, um, he made the calculation and he went with it his whole life. Even after he left office, he really wasn't, you know, he, he never, he, man, he continued to, to, to a couple of times flat out lie, I am heterosexual. And this hanging out with Bess Meyerson, who was Miss America, um, back in 1950-something. Yeah. Uh, but she had a couple good government jobs, too. But he, he pretended to, to be going out with her. I mean, he did all that kind of stuff. It's kind of sad. And, and of course, we can look back now and say, well, I mean, if he would have come out, it would have been fine. Oh, you know. It's he, easy to say that. It's easy to say that, yes. People you know don't what? understand. Yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to do now. It is. It's, it's hard not. to do now to, to run um, – as a as a gay man in in a city of that size, I don't know what. I think it's off the top of my head. I believe that the largest city in the country that's had an openly gay mayor is Houston. Woman, Might be right. A couple of years ago, I can't yeah. remember, but I believe I believe that is correct. Um. So, and by wow. the way, so when you say wait, Houston, fuck, that's Texas. But you know, Houston yeah. is a. Uh, it's very uh, blue. Yeah, it's it's pretty blue in it and it's politics uh, inside the city there. So let me okay. uh, let me uh, let me order off of the menu for just a moment. Are we going to talk about Mike Esper's book on sixty minutes? The former Secretary of Defense uh, has an interview. The book uh, alleges that but Donald I, I am not gonna give I'm giving no countenance to these disloyal <laughs> never Trumpers <laughs> who just want to rip to shreds the legacy of this great man. No, I well, I saw it. I this saw, book is uh, extremely different because he's making the case that things would have been a lot worse without him. <laughs> How many people would write that. the same well, book? How well, many wait, people? But wait, Britt, Britt, I think in his case, yeah, you can really say that that was true because remember, that was when Trump was, was uh, 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 moving through the bushes trying to find small b, moving through the bushes trying to find anybody that would do his dirty his, work for him, correct. who would violate the Constitution, who would shoot protesters, who would order the United States military to uh, go to uh, the streets of Washington, D.C. or Portland, Oregon, and kick some butt. Oh, just shoot him in the legs. That'll do it. And, um, and then when they go, when they said no. You know, he was there. Remember, he was there like the last year, year and a half. And, and had he left, had he left sooner, you can only imagine who would have been the uh, the Secretary of Defense, Secretary of Defense Jim Jordan. Sec- you know, anybody could have been anybody, Britt. It could have been anybody like so that. So he goes, uh, yeah. he says, uh, you guys can't you just go out there and just shoot him in the legs. And they go, no, no, we can't do that. And then Trump just goes off. Oh, you guys are fucking losers. Pence is a fucking loser. You're a fucking. And, and and now Trump denies that that happened. But there's like 10 oh, well, people. Well, that, you know what, Britt? You know that? So it's 50-50. Yeah, it could have happened. When Trump, when Trump says it didn't happen, you know, we have to be <laughs> fair because. Okay, so obviously everything in Esper's book has been vetted. There are witnesses. Yes. There, it, it obviously happened. It's sourced. But I, we can sit here today, the day after the appearance on 60 Minutes in the book coming out, and with great confidence – with great confidence, say it just doesn't matter. They don't care, Britt. But it at what means point, nothing. At what point does all of this, does any of it matter, though? It has to matter to them at nothing. some point. 
Nothing, Britt. They're electing the fucking son of the biggest piece of shit in the Philippines mm-hmm. again. Okay. But, I mean, right now, democracy worldwide is in critical condition. It's hurting. It's in critical condition yeah. because of things like because of this kind of stuff. Um, I, I, I would like to take a deep, deep dive. Of course, jump shooting. There was also uh, talk of a blockade around Cuba. Now, I haven't understood exactly why he wanted to blockade Cuba, uh, but he, he said he wanted to. And then my favorite. Oh, I, I can tell you. I, 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 you know what? I have no actual information on this, yeah. but I think I can uh, uh, diagnose the, the mental patient here yeah. as to why that, that particular issue would come up. Because what happened in 1962 when it was John F. Kennedy and Nikita yeah. Khrushchev? What was the what was the issue? It was it was uh, you know, nuclear weapons in Cuba, 90 miles off of our coast. Yeah, and and we were, you know, we drew the line. We we blockaded Cuba, right? Yeah. Kennedy said that's it. And were the Russians prepared to try to break through that? To sure to. Uh, no, but Trump, they said but, no. But Trump kissed Russian ass, so he would have he would have probably helped expedite the delivery of the missiles to Cuba if he would have been. Well, off. yeah, but this is this isn't the same issue of Russian missiles into Cuba right now. But just the the high that Trump would get, yeah, from using the military in a way to uh, punish Cuba. Sounds good to Republicans in Dade County, Broward County, and Palm Beach County, and Hillsborough County, Florida. And really, isn't that all that matters, Britt? Isn't that all that matters? He was running for re-election. He didn't have Florida in the bag at all. I I swear he's that that, um, base. Not, not and we don't know that now, we don't know if that was the reason. Him. Yeah, we don't know if that was the reason, but yeah, that makes as much sense. Oh, as I anything. know what it is. I but know what my favorite that absolutely was it. My favorite though is the let's shoot some missiles into Mexican drug labs, and they, he told Esper they won't know it's us. The, I, I do love that one. That one to me is one of my favorite ones because the Mexican drug lords or the Mexican authorities are. Hey, I wonder who threw that missile at us. You think that was Guatemala? Okay. okay, that that part is definitely too stupid to talk about. That's the greatest. That's too stupid to talk about. You think and, Canada threw? I would suggest maybe somebody, maybe maybe somebody, maybe somebody uh, saw uh, Breaking Bad or Ozark, Jesus, or Narcos, yeah, or these other countries or these other shows where there is a drug production south of our border um, and, and, and drug lords. And uh, he probably reacted to some of the really vivid uh, news reports that we periodically get of these, these shootouts of hundreds and thousands of, of uh, drug gang guys uh, killing police officers. And, do, and so Trump's response, as any six-year-old would be, is let's shoot, let's um, shoot a missile let's shoot a missile let's, in the let's shoot a missile that that would really do it that you know it it's that one's too stupid to talk about that who do you stupid. who do you think hit that you think it was canada that did that yeah it's probably canada i think that's probably who bombed us i think that's probably who threw this missile over the border yeah uh you want to do the do yeah. the ted cruz story and, and by, by the way would we declare war on mexico or just shoot missiles in the next how would well, that work? they've already de- they've declared war on us they're sending their worst people over here to rape us yeah so it's already we're we're behind in the war we're just keeping up hmm. <laughs> uh, 
that one, not that one, not that. Uh, here we go. Uh, was it last week or the week before we got that guy out of out of Russia, Trevor Reed, former yeah. Marine? Yeah. It was last week. Yeah. And uh, we gave to Russia what some drug lord, Russian guy, some idiot. And um, his parent, and he's from Texas. He's from yeah. Texas, Reed family. And the uh, the parents gave a lot of local Texas politicians credit. And as you know, they ended up meeting with President Biden. And they were very satisfied with what Biden was saying. And I don't know whether at the time they were talking to Biden, Biden kind of knew something was happening. But whatever, it was, it was appropriate. There's only one person that they think sucks shit and had nothing to do with helping to get their son out of Russia. That's right. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. It's in the Dallas Morning News. A scathing account of the Reeds family's disappointment in their state's junior senator. That's Ted Cruz. Uh, John Cornyn is the senior senator, right? Joey and Paula Reed, Gransbury, Texas suburb southwest of Fort Worth. Uh, their son, the Marine, got nailed in Russia. He was drunk and allegedly grabbed the arm of a police officer who was driving him to the station. Uh, they claim he caused the car to swerve, putting officers' lives at risk. He was charged with assaulting the officer and sentenced to nine years in prison. Uh, they reached out to Ted Cruz's office when Trevor was first arrested, and again, after he was sentenced to the nine years, according to uh, Joey, a Cruz staffer told him the senator could not publicly help because he was, quote, such an enemy of Putin and had, <laughs> had taken such a vocal stance against the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, the one that allows Russia to sell gas to Germany directly without having to go through Ukraine. Cruz, in other words, was chicken shit. He had no courage. And he certainly had no regard for doing what is usually the first thing that senators who stay in office a long time do. Even assholes like Jesse Helms, who yeah. was an asshole, was yeah. known for that constituent service. If you called his office and you needed a passport overnight or or your your, your son was being held by Russians... The Jesse Helms. And by the way, that is the number one complaint about Madison Cawthorn. Apparently, not only is he not a constituent service congressman, apparently he doesn't even have an office at all in the district where he's a little, running. A little trivia for you. The guy who ran the Raleigh office for Senator Jesse Helms for many years was Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling commentator Bob Caudle. Bob Caudle was the man who was in oh. charge of the Raleigh Jesse Helms office. Or he was helping little old ladies get their Social Security checks Veterans get their benefits, et cetera, et cetera. This is the best. So after uh, Trevor Reed gets released, this is the last week, the family gets a call from Ted Cruz. So this is <laughs> – hang on. So you know how we're always talking about how Republicans vote against shit yeah. and then w when, when, the, when the highway gets fixed yeah. or the, 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 the building is built, they're, they're there for the ribbon cutting. So yeah. Cruz calls the family and the father, Joey, says, I told him right on the phone, where have you been for the last two and a half years? I hit him point blank. We're not appreciative. And so Trump says, well, anything I can do. And I said back to Cruz, we needed your help two and a half years ago, not now. So this is, this is a new chapter 
in the uh, Everybody Hates Ted Cruz. I was busy. I was in Cancun. I couldn't help out your kid. I was fucking partying. Down in Can- I was down at Carlos and Tarly's or whatever. I was getting drunk. I don't right. have time to help out your kid. They even gave credit to the other senator, John Cornyn. Oh, wow. Because uh, Cornyn uh, started talking to the White House to, to, to help move things. That's what you're supposed to do. Correct. That's what you're supposed to Correct. do. And uh, obviously, Cornyn and the administration said it's not about Republicans and Democrats. It's about getting one of our Marines out of Russia. And so that's that's kind of a good thing. State Department supposedly nonpartisan and they they were in this but the, the best is that ted ted cruz is a dick we've just reconfirmed those uh dickishness credentials way to go ted good job you're a good man we we, we do appreciate you so and, and finally uh bob beeman wins the kentucky derby correct that was quite a race i mean i don't think we've ever seen one you know that, that's almost like a cartoon when you look at it from above, the whale, you never see a horse move no. that quickly, that with such a short amount of time in the race left to go. You could have never predicted that, and the horse just kept moving. Um, and I thought, well, okay, so when Bob Beeman uh, at the 72 Olympics in Mexico City beat the long jump record by 23 and a half inches, I mean, it was just in- incredible. It was like scoring 110 points in a basketball game. Nobody ever thought it could be done. This this reminded me of that. It just was just off the charts, impossible in in in, in something that you just didn't think could happen this way. Uh, by the way, the Bob Beeman record lasted for 23 years before somebody ever jumped that long again, which is that's 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 pretty good. That's almost as good as the streak on Jeopardy. Ah, that, uh, that came yeah. to an end. Yeah, it did. Uh, that, that young Canadian uh, uh, woman, twenty-three years old. But oh, this is the best. And and uh, I took a lot of heat for this, even though this is even less my fault than the baby formula shortage is Biden's fault. You know, we were uh, we were gone Friday. Mm-hmm. We didn't get back till Saturday. So the final episode of uh, Matea—that's her name, Matea Roach's run—was Friday. And we kind of knew about it because you couldn't help but read about it. She finally lost. Right. Um, And uh, she lost on a question that based on her performance through 23 Jeopardy shows, I was sort of shocked that she missed it. But then on the other hand, I wasn't because the question was fully advantaged to the other person in Final Jeopardy who was from Georgia. Right. They wanted to they one of the names of the two people on the yeah. Atlanta airport. Now, everybody correct. knows it as Atlanta Hartsfield. Most people don't remember that they threw in Maynard Jackson. That's correct. In there about 25 years ago, they put his name. So she knew it. The other person, she was from Georgia. And Matea, who's Canadian, did not know that. And to be fair, there have been some questions. We watched Jeopardy that have been shockingly, surprisingly, very Canadian oriented, which she got. And the Americans didn't get it, so this was kind of a kind of an interesting payback. And and Ken Jennings went out of his way to immediately let everyone know, apparently, that the questions are prepared months in advance and picked um, randomly. They don't happened, do that. But it happened to be that way. It it, it happened to to come up there. Uh, so anyway, we we DVR the Jeopardy uh, all the time. We get home and we're putting it on. I put it on Saturday, and it turned out 
the show never ran because it was uh, tornado coverage. Oh yeah. Oh hour. yeah. It was crazy. And, and then, then I, I, I read, Oh, we're going to rerun that show at one thirty-seven in the morning. Well, yeah, one thirty-seven in the morning, Saturday. This was already <laughs> later in the day, Saturday. So I can never see the show, but it's okay. We know. we couldn't we couldn't win that one. We could. But the good news is the Fox affiliate did join SmackDown already in progress on Friday, so they were able to get the fake fighting in. Good, good, good for that. So this, this girl, so this girl, she's twenty-three years old, and um. Uh, she is uh, not the Ed Koch of Jeopardy. She's openly gay and, 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 and proud of it and seems like a really great person. And my, my prediction, if it hasn't happened already, has she been to Parliament yet? Is there a picture of her with Justin Trudeau yet? I'm, I'm sure they'll get to meet and shake hands and she'll get the Rocket Richard medal. And, uh... It just occurred to me. Listen, so Jeopardy's been on, what, 40 years, 45 years, whatever the number. And, and she is by far the most successful Canadian contestant ever. And I thought, well, wait a minute. They, they conquered us in comedy, right? They yeah. conquered us in hockey and in, in movie production, all these other things. And you're telling me for 40 years, there was never a Canadian that was on that show that, that did all that well until now. I'm, I was kind of surprised. Now that I there. really was because that's, um, um, that's just, a, just an interesting little little curiosity you know what interests me how come we can't keep secret the fact that we're uh, giving the intelligence to the ukrainians so that they can blow the shit up out of the russians and you just shut up and let it happen but somehow jeopardy is able to keep everyone quiet on that show and it never leaks out before it runs around the country i think what the outcome is why do they have a better non-disclosure agreement for everyone than I think they felt that since they had a Canadian host for all those years, they didn't want to put Canadian contestants up there. They thought they would, the, the public would see Alex Trebek as helping a fellow Canadian out. You made That's that up. <laughs> you totally made that up. That is, that is, hang on, hang on. Bull, bullshit excuses for 300 hours. <laughs>